Oh, oh, one more thing. Yes, Just One More Thing, a podcast about Columbo. I'm R.J. White. And I'm John Morris. On this episode of Just One More Thing, we'll be discussing Suitable for Framing. Originally broadcast November 17, 1971, directed by High Averbeck, written by Jackson Gillis, and starring Ross Martin, Kim Hunter, Don Amici, Vic Tabak, Mary Wicks, and of course, Peter Falk as Columbo. And each time out, we're joined by a special guest. Uh, this time around, we're welcoming back... Uh, writer and artist Manning Kroll. But before we bring him on, John, what happened? Let me tell you, RJ. Uh, Ross Martin is renowned art critic and velour jacket collector Dale Kingston. <laughs> Having spent decades curating his wealthy uncle's world-famous art collection, Dale is shocked, shocked, I tell you, to learn that he stands to inherit none of it. Nope, according to old Uncle Moneybag's recently revised will, every last Renoir and Rembrandt goes to his daffy ex-wife, Edna. Naturally, this leaves smarmy, self-important Kingston only one recourse. Murder his uncle, frame his aunt, and convince a love-struck aspiring artist to provide him with a reasonable alibi before he shoves her off a cliff or something. I forget what he did. Add to the mix Vic Tabak as a bargain basement Picasso, Mary Wicks as a landlady with a surprising amount of screen business, and it all adds up to more than the usual murder by numbers for Lieutenant Columbo. Thank you, John, and welcome back, Manning. How are you doing? Hey, fellas. Good. Doing good. Thanks for having me back. No problem. Uh, glad to have you back. And you uh, wanted... The last time you were on, I believe you did the show, um, uh, the episode uh, Dagger Daggers of the Mind. Mind. Yes, yeah, yes. Uh, but you would also wanted to do this one. Uh, why did you like this one so much? Oh, man, I don't remember. Uh, okay, great. Then we're off to a wonderful start. I just like the guy's funny outfit, I guess. I don't know. Uh, uh, <laughs> I just, just thought, uh, you know, I, I started watching Columbo from the beginning on Netflix, uh, season one. This was, um, I think, episode four of season one. Yeah. yeah. And uh, that was Very my introduction early. to the whole show. And it was one of the first ones that really grabbed me. Um, and I just thought it was a fun atmosphere. And uh, I agree. Really detestable smug horrible villain and yes. that's my, my favorite kind of thing and, and so, yeah, who, I just who, dug it. who amongst the three of us would not agree with that assessment could it be john yeah i didn't i this is an episode when i first started uh watching Columbo when i on netflix like i guess about a year year and a half ago i skipped this one i got about wow. 20 minutes i 20 minutes into it and i oh bailed. my god goodness Really? And then I, I, I came back at the end when I was done and I watched it all the way through just to see, like, now that I'd exhausted Columbo, I kind of had no choice. And I really hated it. <laughs> wait, and you, you'd watch 90s ones as well, right? Yeah, I actually... So, I actually, wait a minute. I like several 90s so, ones better Sex than Sex the Mary Detective. Um, the George Went episode. This one... <laughs> It's this, lower this, than this those. Ranks, no, this ranks higher than those. Oh, okay. I, Sex and the Married Detective, isn't that, isn't that the one with the tuba solo? Yeah, or so, yeah, yeah and with, with amazing, uh, Lindsay Krauss. <sighs> but no, I uh, I actually, and then I, I, of course, I rewatched it a couple of, well, I'm supposed to have rewatched it a couple yeah, of times yeah, yeah, before yeah. we recorded this episode. And I watched it once and then watched it again and got about 25 minutes in and gave up. <laughs> Goodness. So wow. what I'm hoping for, literally what I'm hoping for is at the end of our hour that you guys are able to turn me around a little bit on it and maybe give me something that I didn't notice to appreciate it a little more. Oh, I, I got you covered. All right, Jim, All right. go ahead. Go, man, go. Get me, brother. Yeah. Oh, I thought, we, I thought we'd get to it in chronological order. Oh, no, well, no. We oh, chronological order. You're, you're on the show, and uh, you, you, I presume you've heard the well, show. Well, actually, you we know, just talk about whatever. 
chronological hmm. order may not be a bad idea because this is a this starts in a really unusual way. Oh, it does. Yeah, sure. Right. Because you don't hear this is the murderer at all. You don't hear what the guy's voice sounds like. No, you're the victim never speaks a word. No, he's he's murdered. It's literally opening credits, piano, nice smile. Hey, I like the guy's mustache. He's murdered. Yes. Yeah. Which I kind of like. It's just very odd and blunt. And from the get go, like, oh, yeah. all of a sudden there's a murder out of nowhere. It's intriguing, and it's also interesting that we don't really learn the actual motive for the murder until almost near the end. Yes, yeah. We we have like we have a pretty good idea that the guy wants to steal some artwork, but the whole will, yeah, why? And, yeah, and the complicated structure of it—that's like twenty minutes before the end of the the episode, which is I don't know that they replicated that that often. Well, see, John, already from originality's sake, you're eroding yeah. your case. Pretty good. <laughs> well, we can we can get to my counter arguments later. I'm but. sure we will. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we will. I have a list. I do have a list of everything I liked about the episode and everything I didn't. I didn't really like. So I'm not just going to read them off because it'll be dull. But I will say, huge Vic Tayback fan. Always a fan of Vic yes. Tayback. Yes, yes, yes. Actually, there's a lot of uh, very good old fashioned kind of sitcom character actors. The second Mrs. Kravitz is in this. Yeah, right on. At the Art Gallery. Yeah, yeah, Vic Tabak. Uh, Mary Wicks, who was on a lot of TV shows, but then also did a lot of film work. Mm -hmm. Uh, You mentioned in your uh, summary, like the the three of them are just huge. Don Amici, not really a sitcom thing, but just a very venerable old school actor you don't see in a lot of television stuff. Just shows up in this out of nowhere. And to me, steals a lot of the scenes he's in, because I think... His voice is as velvety as the suits that Ross Martin wears. Oh. <laughs> so I loved any time uh, he was on there. I think uh, he would have been a wonderful murderer in a Columbo. So unfortunately, he never did end up one. But I think, uh, yeah. Unfortunately, he never murdered anyone. Yeah, no. we, we talked about this before we started recording, that Mary Wicks would have made a great victim. And uh, Vic Tabak would have made either a great murderer or a great victim. Don yes. Amici would have made a great murderer. Oh, he would have been a wonderful murderer. Yes. <laughs> and, and you know, and I'm not going to limit him to Columbo. Maybe they would have been good murderers in real life. They too. could have maybe been. Yes. Sure. I think Don Amici definitely could have gotten. He, maybe he had. Maybe he did get away with a couple of murderers here and there. Murders here and there. In real life, we don't know. Studio system. They did things differently those days. <laughs> Who knows? I don't know. Yes. Any, anyway. Yes, anyway. Before we impugn their reputations too much badly. Well, you know, the uh I I, I don't wanna I don't wanna like blunt manning from, from jumping in, so if you got something, jump in, brother. But uh the thing about Don Amici is that he I think what makes him so striking in this episode is he's the only guy acting in a real old school movie style acting. Yes. Every time like I I watched this the first time through um, when there would be something where it was just a single shot of him, just Don Amici and his dark suit as the attorney looking off towards the character off camera. You have mm-hmm. the, like, the, the set behind him. It seemed like, oh, I'm watching some film from like the 40s or 50s. Yeah. So it was a little and- jarring, but also felt like, oh, that's that's kind of nice to see that. And then change. everyone else but Columbo is doing a real sitcom-y kind of acting job, I thought. But I didn't mind that. Sure. Yeah, entirely. this was... A, this was I was okay with that. Yeah, the uh, the whole uh, the, the painting scene where uh, Vic Tabak is hung over and painting the, the young lady. That's right. Very, that, that oh, I love really that. Sitcom-y. That's very fun, though. 
and and the night before oh it totally is fun and the night before at the uh the the showing in the lady's house also oh, the party yes all the whole every exchange is just the sitcom dialogue and pacing and kind of mm-hmm. sarcastic weird and edits forth. and yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. really fun yeah, the uh, the scene with the nude model, I I have in my notes that could have happened in Car Fifty Four. <laughs> oh come on, that could have been. I oh, you, that clearly could have well, been Tony or Muldoon in there. Just maybe. Oh, oh, I didn't know it to be a naked lady. That's so <laughs> but bad. I mean, but the thing is, I I love how I love like the the, the weird shyness of Columbo when he comes in and right. doesn't. But then also, uh, John, yeah. uh, also uh, more towards your sexy dad theory because no, like, the sexy oh, dad is not just that. Well, no, it's no, 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 it's not that because. Um, the the last shot before it like it fades to black for the commercial break black back then, um, uh-huh. it's it's her kind of like giving this look towards where Columbo had left. Like she was like, oh, I kind of like that guy. Yeah, she I sure thought, did. Ugh. She she I was thought, giving him the eyes. <laughs> I thought she was just teasing him. I thought she no, was no, because he had already left by then. He was out the door. He was gone. She was like looking out. She was looking towards the doorway, giving like, oh, I like that. I like that little detective man. The I guess there's couch. the difference between you and me is that I just assume everyone makes makes fun of people when they leave the room, like they must they must do at all times. Hey, John, man, I'm with you. I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> I I assume I leave malls and everybody in the mall turns around and says, "You see that fat, ugly fuck?" <laughs> Guys come out of the stores to talk about. What yeah. some, some goddamn night Goliath was in here? What is that about? <laughs> good oh, lord! Nice well done. Oh, that's a good callback, son. That's nice. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we were t- actually talking about the the sitcom the the sitcom pacing. Uh, another thing RJ and I were talking about before the show is uh, uh, Dale Kingston is supposed to be. I don't know if he's supposed to be really witty and clever. I assume because he has a TV show that he should be. Ugh, but he's but he, dreadful. He's well, but awful. I think but His I think he's wit okay. is galling. Here's the thing: I think but, he's he's so awful at that party because he doesn't give a shit about being there. He can't stand the art. He can't stand that crowd. But he's only there to fulfill his plan of establishing right. an alibi. So he's like, "Ah, oh, whatever. I gotta be loud and brash. Fine. I gotta say whatever stupid crap." But then also, I think maybe he's not really that smart and not really that good. So well, that's part of it okay. too. We had that conversation earlier too. He's he is good at his job. He has to be, or else. Hello, oh, you guys started this without me, or? Yeah, yeah. Are, are you still here? <laughs> uh, no, no, we uh, ah, we traded. We traded. This thing, this thing's working without everybody else. This is this is a twenty four hour day, seven day a week oh, operation. Okay, Let's say we got we had to grind this Columbo content out all the time, <laughs> irregardless of you people down in the Columbo mines. Everybody, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, no wait, where were, where were we just? Oh, it's he has to be good at his job. He's somewhat, yeah. Because he he's a world famous. He, I don't know if he's world famous. He's a famous critic, right? He, yeah, admittedly, the people at that art party were were sycophants and zealots, and they were hanging yeah. off him because they wanted something from him. That was part but of people it. are but people in the art world are kissing his ass so hard they're sucking up the butt for air, right? Yes, <laughs> he's got to say that. Uh, I say that to put it gently. Uh, yes, <laughs> uh, he uh, he's got a TV show which I can't imagine you'd have if you sucked oh. at it, and he he curated a world famous uh, art collection. Yeah, but, but John, I would also say you know he kind of admits in a in a really quick thing to Columbo, he kind of admits that people want him to be a prick and want him to come across as being kind of right. boorish and yes. awful. So sure. yeah, I, he might he might know what he's doing. He might be in on it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, no. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah. He definitely has contempt for the people who are like sharing his company too. Sure. Actually, you like, know what? I the thing that kind of like right away something that that popped into my head 
the way he delivers this and the way he plays the character, the way Russ Martin does it, the entire time I just thought this reminds me so much of Orson Welles. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the way he said certain words, the intonations, the way he played the guy, just like this really pretentious Orson Wellesian sort of like he enjoys the attention. He enjoys all of that. He has like, yeah, I don't know, like very kind of pretentious, very. And, and once that kind of got into my head, I thought, OK, well, he's actually playing this very well as that kind of dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like I, I, F for faking it, yeah. Yeah. I don't know if you fellas have ever uh, made the error of checking the IMDb trivia and goofs for these episodes, but uh, oh boy, uh, if you're having trouble sleeping, it's because uh, <laughs> they're not very good. They're not very interesting. But um, when you mentioned Orson Welles, I don't know why I made the connection in my head. Um, they mention here what's the fellow's name? Uh, Ross Dale, Martin. Oh, oh uh, Ross oh, Martin. Dale, uh, Dale Kingston. Dale, yeah. Dale, Dale Funky Kingston. Yes. Toots and the Maytals. Um, I think it's Dale <laughs> Kingston Trio. Yeah. They, <laughs> but uh, he was actually, according to IMDb, he was uh, uh, Peter Falk's acting coach, acting uh, teacher. Really? Oh, Ross yeah. Martin was? Or, or Dale, the guy named Dale Kingston was? But, no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, now I'm confused. Uh, Wait. Uh, no, Mr. Mr. Martin. Uh, oh, okay, Ross Martin was. Oh. According to the wow. internet, yeah, you can you can check it out. And there's That's nothing crazy. else interesting at all in any of them. <laughs> oh, I, I would I'm not. I enjoy Ross Martin a lot in the context of Wild Wild West. Right. Uh, when he was when he was teamed up with Kevin Klein, having been a former Philadelphia <laughs> rapper. Yes. Uh, uh, yeah, I like him as Artemis Gordon doing quite that, a bit. So I didn't have to and, do that. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fine. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, yeah, do you remember when uh, Ross Martin uh, was telling you about how his role got flipped upside down? <laughs> anyway, uh, oh, I forgot we were talking about again. God damn! Uh, it, no, it's weird that he says acting coach because it's a completely different acting style. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. Right, yeah, but I mean, the, the, yeah. who knows what he was told by the director and everything else, and just with this character doing like a detective show on TV in its first well, fourth episode, mm-hmm. you don't know what they were saying. Like, oh, play this really broad, play it whatever. I mean, it's yeah. I, I liked how he did it myself. I thought I thought it was actually kind of fun and was okay for this. Kim Hunter, I think I like. I thought she was a little eh, out there sometimes, <laughs> but Ross Martin, I was fine with him in this. I think uh, Martin's smarminess and and self-aggrandizement and arrogance was fantastic. Yeah, I thought it'd be very believable. Yeah, yeah, for this kind of guy, just, and and good for a villain. Yeah, it is. I just don't think fail. the writing lived up to it necessarily. Ah, okay. You know, I, he's got a he's got a lot of scenes, at least two scenes where he actually criticizes art. <laughs> and it's it's just a cartoon caricature of what a critic would say. Well, yeah, but I mean, it, it's also cartoon. But I mean, it's written for a network detective show, yeah. too. So it doesn't really need to be some sort of PBS thing going through the history of the Renaissance I mean, it's yeah. No, but I, I, it, it was he would just kind of brush off the same thing every time. It was oh, it's childish, it's juvenile. Uh, I've seen babies that can paint better. You could get a better piece of art with a, a gorilla shitting through a wicker work chair. Well, I mean, whatever. But yes, but I mean, but then also this character, he's used to do it. That's his like sort of default thing to do that because apparently he's so writing been... for a bunch of magazines and stuff like having his you know weekly yeah. TV show where he just does this stuff for pretty much more of a general audience. I mean, oh, that's it's true. like Paul Gerard podcast about his TV show. That would be uh, Yeah, actually. I, I want I want to do some sort of thing of all of the TV hosts and TV actors who were like nailed for murders on the show cuz there have been there so lot? many of them. 
Lance yeah. Reed, I'm not, I'm not remembering any others. Who else? TV and radio hosts. Well, I mean, we've had uh, Paul Gerard, the, uh, yeah. the food critic. Uh, William had, Shatner was, was twice. Yeah. Yes, twice. Well, he was a radio host one time, TV show star the other time. Martin Lando hosted a cooking mm-hmm. show. This guy, um, it seems like there are a handful of others, too. No, that's, that's plenty right there, yeah. It's yes, pretty good. Yeah, a station's worth. Yeah, and then uh, Kay, uh, Kay What's-Her-Name from uh, from the last episode we did. Oh, Make right, it yes. Murder. Actually ran a TV network. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's almost like the writers of these shows really have it in for actors and uh, television executives. Gosh, <laughs> goodness gracious. Why would they be bitter about that? It's never a TV writer. <laughs> Whatever. Physician heal thyself. Am I right? <laughs> I don't. Yeah, maybe I don't. you're right. No, not really. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Do yeah, you so, guys uh, know the, oh. the party? Oh, oh go please. ahead, Manning. Go ahead. Go ahead. I-, I was going to. I was Brandon. not the one to interrupt there. Random anyway. thing out of nowhere. This is maybe the only episode or the first episode where Columbo does not mention his wife in the entire episode. Wait, I thought he did at one point. Not that I recall. I could be wrong. I watched it three times. Uh, but oh, I well, don't... you're probably... I did it too, so you might be okay. So you're probably yeah. right. Yeah, it's, it stood out for about... me. Oh, maybe. Yeah, not. I mean, his, I don't remember ever hearing that his wife was... Yeah, because something about... He bought a painting wife... for an uncle. But yeah. that's it. The the the, yeah. uh, the blue horse painting. That's that right. Lovely, lovely <laughs> blue. Yeah, that's right. He didn't even buy it. He rented the blue horse painting for his uncle. Painted by Vic Tabak. <laughs> oh my god. An original Tabak. I know. Actually, I would. I wouldn't mind hanging an original. If if you found out like Vic Tabak was one of those guys, like uh, Carlos Santana who does art once in a while, you're like <laughs> Vic Tabak, I'd be much more apt to get something of his. I, I'd hang I up buy a Vic Tabak. Yeah, it's a worthwhile investment. Just painting burgers, yeah. dingy broads, <laughs> painting spatulas and dingy. Bro- I call yeah. this dingy broad number three. <laughs> I was waiting for somebody to say dingy, dingy broads. Dingy broads this episode. Yeah, good job. Oh, God <laughs> bless him. God bless Mel Sharples. Um, actually, the painting stuff. Let's bring up a Columbo thing towards the beginning. He's uh, the murders happened. He's in the house uh, towards the beginning. And he's asking uh, Ross Martin's character about the paintings. And I get the impression, I don't know if you guys got this too, that uh, he asks, he says, oh, what this painting up on this wall here? And Ross Martin kind of dismissively tells him, oh, that, that's uh, what was that? It was a uh, uh, de Grote. That's right, yeah. Yeah, versus a burn bomb. And it seems like in the next bit, Club's like, oh, well, if you had a de Grote there, why would you do burn bomb? So it kind of, you almost get the impression that Columbo already knows who these artists are. He's like aware of who these like painters are and like the value of their paintings a little bit, mm-hmm. which was kind of a nice sort of hidden subtle thing where he's already kind of ahead of this guy. And, I think and in he, a way, tipped oh, his hand very early in a strange yes, way. Yes, he's. A, I think he suspects. Yeah. It's one of those ones where he definitely, definitely suspects him right away, but he just doesn't have enough of the pieces put together to actually nail him. But Wait, right how from could the you start, not suspect him? That's right? No, I mean, yes. <laughs> the best Jack part about his performance. I mean, that, is that's how a Ross great thing. Martin, like literally. Yes. Literally walks into every scene like, oh, obviously, I didn't murder him, side. I murdered him. <laughs> right, but even from yeah, the very I'm... beginning, Columbo is, like, every single part of his plan, he's poking the holes in it. Like the burglar thing, like, right. oh, yeah. oh, no, he wouldn't have gone through the door. He would have gone through a window. Oh, I guess you're right. Like, he, he already has every, like, he knows this completely staged, set up, uh, fake mm. scene, pretty much. I will tell you one of the things I really liked about the interaction between Martin and Falk was 
when he first meets Columbo and he keeps calling him Mr. Yes, because he doesn't have his name. Yes. Right, doesn't know it's a police officer. Like, and uh, Mr. And he won't and offer it up. Go unanswered. I like that a lot. That was a good bit. Oh, actually, uh, towards the uh, start, too, where um, Columbo is about to uh, light a cigar. <laughs> and the butler's like, oh, no, uh, Mr. Kingston was very, very particular about that. Like, oh, sorry. He apologizes. But then there's a nice two shot uh, where they're talking about the prince. And uh, Columbo just kind of leans away from Ross Martin, very obviously lights the cigar. Totally, and it's like, man. Smoking it and blowing the smoke in his face just yep. to throw him off. What and a just move. annoying. But it's, just, it's, it's <laughs> one of those really, really nice kind of dick moves to throw the guy off balance. Yeah. It's in my notes. That was a good, a good character one. bit. Very good character <laughs> bit. So speaking of, speaking of the actual murder. Yes. This is maybe one of the worst murder plots. This is one of the oh, things that it's so, so incompetent. Much. It's a very incompetent one, which I guess it is is fun for Columbo to just kind of like be able to poke the hole at every single aspect of it. But from the start, it's like, wow, this guy didn't think he thought he was so clever thinking it through. But no, yeah, there's there's almost there's no part of it. There's you know I, I, we've talked in previous episodes about how the more moving parts you have in your murder plot, the kind of worse off you are. Right, and this one has maybe a million moving parts. Yeah, sure does. That involves in. It's not. Uh, he has to murder his accomplice, and it's not. Yes, like in a lot of other episodes where it's a it's a passionate thing, or it's you know, oh no, she learned too much. I have to murder her because <laughs> I was smart enough to keep her out of the loop. It really was. This plan is not complete until I've murdered my accomplice with with, with the convenient murder rock by the car. <laughs> In the That's right. He hits her on the head of the rock. I couldn't Which, remember. Well, a large rock. It's like, oh, good thing I parked here next to this large rock. Because I'm not sure <laughs> what he was going to murder her with. I'm not sure what he was going to kill her with if that large rock hadn't been by the rear passenger side tire. He was so, going to make her eat the grass and hope that it was like sawgrass or something else poisonous. He was going to make her look at her own paintings. I'm uh, I'm pulling my collar out to the side. Uh, I don't know if you can yeah. tell. No, I can hear it. I can hear I can hear your collar yeah. moving. He, he yeah, starts yeah. those things. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, he had no clever way of getting rid of the of the body or explaining her death. No. You know that's the that was the part that was uh, that was just ridiculous to me. Like that, you just created more things for the police to look into. Yeah, and I was going to say, backing up from there a little bit, uh, even the way he trashed the house I thought was comical and ridiculous and, yeah. and sad. <laughs> of him, uh, yes. throwing, throwing a chair across the, across the landing for no reason. Like uh, a guy looking for art to steal, probably not going <laughs> to... Go through the drawers <laughs> looking for petty cash. Yeah, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's looking under chairs. Like, maybe there's some art under this cushion. Yeah, right. It's all on the wall. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> I like when he was prying the art out of the frames, yeah. but he had to have his hands below the camera because he wasn't obviously really doing it. <laughs> well, I mean, that part, but also I think they were trying to do this odd thing where they were hiding exactly what he was doing with it. So you didn't know 100% what he was doing with the Degas Maybe. prints. I don't know. That, that was kind of strange. That was a weird choice, I thought. There, there's a lot of strange artifice in the episode that... Some of it, I think, falls into a category of, of time-wasting, and some of it falls into the category of, I, I just think this was, the writer thought this was a little more clever than it was. Hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's a slow episode. Yeah. 
he, but, this uh, guy wrote this guy wrote 12, 11 or twelve Columbo episodes. So yeah, he, he got uh, there's a lot more practice. He also wrote uh, Dagger of the Mind, which of course was the one that Manning talked about last time he was on the show. Right. So right? I'm trying to think of other ones we've done that actually that is the only other one we've done so far. Oh no, we did Short Fuse. Yeah, Short Fuse. Short Fuse is the next one we did. Yeah, those are the only three we've talked about so far that uh, he's done. Oh, he did the most dangerous match. Eh, I was not a fan of that one, but yeah, okay. Uh, we're talking about that one yeah. hopefully fairly soon. Um, <laughs> speaking of speaking of murder, murder Tracy was it Tracy, right? Yes, the the young art student. Yeah, the young art student with the Joker's ice bucket. <laughs> she would drink scotch out of it, pretty much. Uh, boy, everybody drank scotch back in the 70s in L.A. L.A. doesn't seem like a scotch town to me for some reason. Yeah, they think they just be drinking Coke. Gimlet's. Cocaine. Not Lots good. of cocaine. Soda, but yeah. Uh, cocaine cocktails, or a cocktail. Uh, I just really expected that her painting was somehow going to figure into the mystery. No, it was just awful. It was just terrible. And... Uh, I, and then he ends up at her landlady's apartment. You get all that screen business with Mary Wicks. Yeah, that so was here, strange. Here's here's my bird. Let's look at some photos. Let's take some time out with some photo jokes. Let's look at a photo of some country music singer from the 1960s. <laughs> yeah, that, that scene particularly stressed me out because I'm too polite to ever weasel my way out of situations. Oh like yeah, that. oh definitely yes. And so I cringed for like the good five minutes that they took up with that. And it turns out it turns out it was for nothing. Yeah, pretty yeah except then, except to see uh, Mary Wicks do a nice turn and something, but still it was like oh boy, yeah, and that went on for some time. You know this Ooh. that that for me I think might be like the Tyne Daly for you, which is nice to see. Oh, nice to see this okay. old actress didn't really like the scene. You know what? I understand then. Yeah, we are Jake. Uh, it's just a, such a shame that the painting had nothing to do with it, and that the the young student is such a disposable character. But it also it also a speaks little... to the fact that I think. I really think that Dale Kingston was supposed to be charming, witty, witty and clever. Yeah, and he's that's just, it's, a, it's a Studio 60 thing where they just they couldn't write charming no. and clever. Because he pulled, he got this aspiring art student to help him murder a dude. Right, and also just to sit there calmly next to a corpse for like a cool in her heels for an hour. Right. While a dead while body just, his. yeah, while she's like looking at her nails or something like that. And, and she uh, really, really did not oof. seem like she was in a hurry when she was trying to get away from the uh, security no, guard. Who was coming that to check was a strange out. thing. That was yeah. so strange. Yeah, because he almost caught up to her. He was right behind her. I mean, yes. literally right behind her. And that, that's, uh, how they, that's one of the, like, the main um, evidence things there, too. Hiring, getting the policewoman with her high heels, as all policewomen <laughs> wear high heels. I come. thought she was like a stewardess or something. Yes. That Columbo <laughs> yes. knew. Say, so, hey, uh, hey, Twitch, come help me out with this murder thing over here. I know I, 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 I just said a donut shop. We'll bring her in. <laughs> She's at LAX. Um, it's great. I'll call her. She'll come. Well, it's also great that when we finally get around to meeting Aunt Edna, who is who was supposed to be who made the high heel clicking sound and, and murdered her husband. That was the whole yeah. point of that alibi. That's not a woman who moves quickly. No. That's she's like one of Sam's aunts on Bewitched. <laughs> yes, she's barely oh, yes. part of the story. Very good. <laughs> oh my god, totally. This yeah, eighteen ninety three, Salem. Uh, my magic doesn't work well. Uh, right. Darren's an elephant. That's all that that is. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, 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 trying to frame her for murder is just ludicrous. Well, the thing is, I like that it is so ludicrous, and the Columbo keeps saying like, "Oh no, it's not her at all." It's like, "Oh mm-hmm. no, you have nothing to worry about, ma'am." And yet Ross Martin keeps trying so hard. 
Yeah, if you, do it. If you, which I you thought was like, actually funny. And I like that. If you want to find the one moment when uh, Dale Kingston just cements his guilt, it's when he starts saying, no, no, you should, you should definitely search my <laughs> yes. aunt's house for a gun. Just no, to no, put no, her no, at no, ease. Definitely, definitely do it. To put her at ease. Like, no, I, I, Columbo is just, no, no, you're right. I wouldn't suspect her in a million years. Are you sure? Yeah, no, I wouldn't. It's what's your problem? Angrily forcing the key of his own apartment into Columbo's hand. Oh, I love that. (laughs) And then, oh God, I love when he comes home with the painting. Uh, It's, you know, the painting, the the paintings that he's stolen. And Columbo kind of very boorishly jabs his hands into the bag. Yes. well, so actually, you can touch the paint. Let's let's talk about the whole thing because that that's some great Peter Falk stuff <laughs> yeah. from the the TV studio when, uh, yeah, Ross Martin is being so indignant. It's like, well, why don't you take my key? You expect like he wouldn't take it, and he's like, oh, I couldn't do it. Well, if you insist, and he just takes it and walks away. And Ross Martin is just like, I, you can't believe someone would actually take the key. And do yeah, it, but he he couldn't right. back the. So then he gets home that night. Yeah, it's under the mat, and Club was just asleep in a chair in the dark <laughs> with art books draped over him. And I'll tell you, I thought of you guys because I, I listened to I listened to all your podcasts. And, oh, bless uh, your heart. And. RJ in particular has brought up a point many, many times that I, I don't think about when I'm watching the show, which is that Columbo, when we're not seeing him in action, he's out working the case and just kind of pounding the pavement doing all this work. And so I thought about how long is this guy pretending to be asleep in this chair? No, that's my thing. I thought, yes, he was just waiting and pretending to be sleeping. For how for all, all day, right? Waiting yeah. for this clown to come home. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Definitely. To be, to be a jerk and jam his hands into the bag of, of priceless paintings. Yes. Well, obviously, like following police procedure was not high in his mind. So do you think he he, <laughs> his, he must have been searching the apartment while he was there? Oh, of course. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Until yeah. yeah. so he heard the, uh, the 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 door doorknob jiggling or whatever. That, that's probably <laughs> one of my favorite sequences in the episode. That right there. He smelled yeah. velour and then just pretended. To be <laughs> yes. Yeah. Fifty percent of the suits that guy wore uh, were yeah. like crushed velvet suits. Yeah, I had a. I did a. Th- I like don't know George why I got Costanza. obsessed with this. But uh, two weeks ago or so, I started getting obsessed with listing off what certain television characters must smell like. Okay. Well, that's... <laughs> like, you know, it started off with me trying to do a that's, Venn diagram. That's a, uh, sure. A yeah, Venn diagram of Columbo and Don Draper. What? <laughs> of what they smelled like. Okay. I, was, I don't remember why this started. I think it was just like, it was sick. It was tobacco and coffee. All right. Sure. And Actually, then I was yeah, like... Don Draper smells probably like dry cleaning, and Columbo smells like a coat that no one's washed in ten years. Yeah, chilly, then, chilly maybe. Because you think chilly? once in a while, Don Draper gets off to some um, uh, diner or someplace and has chili once in a while. Columbo's always eating chili, so maybe diner uh, chili might be a convergence there too. Uh, vomit. Don Draper smells a little like vomit. Probably yes. Alcohol. Uh, I'm getting off topic. Anyway, so where I was going with this, though, was that just trying to imagine what Dale Kingston's apartment must have smelled like. Oh. And it's and it's books and, and dry cleaning. And flop sweat. And flop sweat. <laughs> and pomade. It's got to be a ton of pomade. Yeah, that's sure. true. Yeah. I feel like he's... He had a heck of a bar set up, though, so I think he drinks a fair amount, too. Probably a good amount of alcohol. Probably alcohol coming through the skin. That horrible smell, that sour <laughs> smell. Mm-hmm. Was he a smoker? Do we see him smoke? He must have smoked. Not I, don't think, we, I don't think we saw him smoking this. Okay, no. so we'll not, we'll not assume Well, he smoked. probably wouldn't have with the painting and the art and things. It's probably something oh, like good point. From. And then there's just like that smell that you get from canvas and paint. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, so I'm sure his apartment was reeking of that. Probably. But I, just, I feel like dry cleaning solution is the number one thing, number one smell in that apartment because of all the dress suits. Right. Oh, yeah, those yeah. outfits, sure. Fancy. I promise suits. I won't. I won't make this a thing where I talk about who smells like what every episode. But no, no, just, we could bring I, it back for the George Went episode, <laughs> <laughs> where he's a so guy who does the uh, the horse. Tra- he's, he's a horse trainer in that, or just. Eh, owns we'll horses. Get to, get to it. Don't don't spoil it. Let the. I let don't. George, I'm not spoiling it. I don't know anything about it. Let George Went happen. Don't okay. try to force George Went. <laughs> oh, speaking I, wh- of. Oh, sorry. Oh, go please. Ahead. No, no. I was please. Say, while we're on the topic of uh, Mr. Kingston's uh, wardrobe, I wanted to ask you guys if you noticed my favorite bit in the entire episode, which is the scene when he's creeping up on uh, what's the lady's name, his aunt's name, or whatever. The uh, Edna. Where, Edna, yes. He, Edna, where he's gonna he's gonna hide the paintings in Edna's car. Yes. Uh, he comes up wearing a pair of sunglasses that are only specifically Elvis Presley sunglasses. See, I have the note down. This is exactly. I was gonna cite this. Talk about the exact same scene. I, I could see him as a uh, playing. Doc Octopus in a 70s <laughs> well, yeah, Marvel sure. movie. Yeah. With that suit not, and those uh, glasses. That's what it, the suit, the glasses, and the hair. It's like, oh, that's Doc Ock. That, that you got it, man. Going after they're, the they're, bad 70s Spider Man. They're not mutually exclusive, uh, Elvis and Doc Ock. No. But uh, uh, he's got the, the chrome kind of sunglasses with the weird circular holes on the side, on, yep. the, on the earpieces. And you will only find those in a Halloween store next yes. to a black pompadour wig with sideburns attached to it. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and wh- why? And so, what I wonder is, did this guy think he was in disguise? I know, <laughs> I know. And also, what he's outside his like a family attorney's office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. So yeah. the secretary is going back, like, oh, there's Mister Kingston. I, oh, I guess it's sunny outside. That's yeah. it. That's not a disguise. That's all. But but how how could that guy just choose those glasses off of a rack? I love thinking about him saying, "This is it. I've got it. I've got it." They'll yeah. never. I love never the, know. the gloves he wears when he murders his. Oh, uncle. his murder gloves are great. <laughs> yeah, his purple kid gloves. Yes, it's like the is, octopus from uh, the spirit. From, oh my god! Pretty much. You're just nerding it up this week. Sorry, I'm not talking <laughs> wow. about Doctor Who. Thank God. But yeah, otherwise, yeah, sure. I got a book for you, RJ. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've read the book. I enjoyed it a great deal. I finished oh, it uh, the night before last. It's a wonderful me, book. Me too, as a matter you of fact. You know what? Let's take a second. Oh, let's not take a second. Well, come on. Please. Please. It's a heck yeah. of a thing. And it's it's doing not terribly. It's doing no, well. No, it's, uh, it's, it's topping out on a lot of the categories on Amazon. The, uh, the League of Unfortunate Superheroes. Regrettable. Oh, regrettable. Sorry. Sorry. The Legion of uh, fake, uh, Fakey Super Guys. Uh, it's fantastic, <laughs> and uh, it's a good, good book. No, right? but it, it's John's book that recently came out, and it's very funny. It's 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 hardcover. It's 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 well designed. It's well written. It's funny stuff. It, it's very good. You should get it on Amazon or at your uh, reputable bookseller. Absolutely. I think the first uh, half a page is very very good. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> I think Manny's doing. Wait, does that uh, count the cover? <laughs> Manny's only read as far as the League of. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so he's a big fan of leagues. Yeah. So it, is, uh, it has been advertised as, and I and I and reviewed as, and I agree with this as a very good bathroom reader. So I'm really concerned about your colonic <laughs> health, RJ. Oh God! That you were able to blast through it so quickly, so to speak. So to speak. Oh dear. Wow. <laughs> no, I'm saying I'm saying honestly, it, it's not just because I've been doing the show with you for a while. I've known you for like uh, twelve. 13 however many years it, it's a fun read it's a good book it's well put together i enjoy it uh, our listeners all 20 of you should really go out and think about uh, checking out a copy from your local library 
<laughs> as soon as you get off this, as soon as you stop listening to the show and the unemployment line, you should really go to your library oh, and get it. So there you go. I will say, uh, thank you very much, gentlemen. This is very embarrassing, so we're going to move on. I will say, uh, I have had two people tell me in the same breath, uh, I really, I really can't wait to read it. I've already reserved it at the library. Hey, just like Columbo's which, wife, which to me says, yes. you can certainly wait to read it. You're clearly yeah. capable yes. of waiting. Yep. <laughs> well, all right, all right. Download, download the uh, the PDF that I uploaded. <laughs> this, uh, the scan that I did. Oh, is that is that uh, is that the torrents torrents yeah. with a Z dot that net, EU. or is that the Pirate Bay dot uh, S U L or whatever? Just okay, search torrents. John, bad character comic book. Okay, great. You'll find it. Yeah, that's where okay. we're going to start actually uh, uploading the show in the future. So that we have an exclusive <laughs> deal with that site. Just one more thing: people who don't want people who don't like the fact they can get it for free off of our website and iTunes, like oh, they want to get the, the thrill. thrill of, they to get the thrill of stealing content. So there we go. Anywho, anyways, <laughs> getting back on. Back on track. RJ, you edit these, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah, have you considered editing them mercilessly? <laughs> Not usually that much. Um, I well, want to I'm oh, sorry. Okay. No, no, here's, please. Here's a, I've been looking at a picture of, of Ross Martin on that tiny 1970s television set. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I just, I just want to pay tribute to the worst line in the entire episode. Oh, yeah. Which is where he, he describes... Who, which artist is he talking about? Oh, oh, I know exactly what you're talking about. Oh, my God. It's, um, it's like, Is it Goya or something? Yes, yeah, it's, Goya. Goya. it's Goya. The, the penultimate artist, Goya. There you yes. go. Yeah. Goya. And he, he talks about how he painted the royal family warts and all, and then he adds... Oh, my <laughs> yes. God. Take away the W from wart, and you still have art. Because I think he's supposed to be a crappy TV show yeah, host. Right? Not. He's not. Yeah. T- I don't think he's crappy. I just think, he, I think he's... It's Studio 60. I think he's just written in a really shitty way. But I think he has a crummy TV show that a lot of people watch. Because, I mean, there's that thing where I I loved the moment after he's supposed to cut away. There's that uncomfortable, like, it hangs on him too long. And he looks down. (laughs) Which is wonderful because it's addressed later on. Where he's complaining to the director, like, you gotta cut off me with that. It's like, like again, that's some sort of... um, Orson Welles complaining about doing the voiceover the peas kind <laughs> the peas. of thing <laughs> to me. I think it just reinforces that kind of guy. You know, John, I feel like I, you've kind of I've kind of come around that I think you're right. This episode sucks. Oh <laughs> no, that's working the wrong way. It's working the wrong way. Oh no, uh, yeah, no, I think it's supposed yeah, to come yeah. back. Oh, got it. I'm still steadfast. I, I, I mean, I like this more than uh, the last one we talked about. The uh, yeah. Um, make me a perfect murder. I still find this one. I thought this one was fun to watch because a lot of the elements uh, that you find so grating. We haven't talked about the ending yet. Oh, I like the ending. I love the oh, gloves. The, the ending Columbo is gloves. so good. Yes, it's a wonderful ending. That last shot of Columbo with his doing the shruggy motion. <laughs> it's like I got is... gloves. Fuck you. Sorry. <laughs> we've we've talked in the past about how yeah, there's some pretty tenuous convictions on this one's uh, good. Columbus case file. Yes. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> there's absolutely no way any judge would accept that. Oh, I think it's good. I was I asleep think... in his apartment, Your Honor, and then I shoved my hand into but a bag. But this guy is such expressly told me not to do. But this guy tried to bar me from doing. This guy is such a sweaty mess. He probably confessed a second after that huge wide shot. We don't see it, of course, but I'm just assuming. In my in my uh, Columbo fanfic of this episode, that guy just broke like a twig 
Okay. I downloaded your fanfic, RJ. Yeah. Is it is it from that same slash fanfiction site where your Doctor Octopus stuff was? No, but there's a lot. There's some Fraser characters who end up in it. <laughs> Uh, uh, God, uh, now I'm all distracted. Which, which Fraser character makes the best murderer? Um, I'm going to say Mad Dog. Oh, that's a good pick. Yeah. Mad Dog think, and the father and the uh, the actual dog. I was going to say Roz was my number one pick for a potential murderer on that show. Oh, well, maybe. I don't know what you guys are talking about. Oh, it's a mid-90s television show. It was only on oh. for 20 years. <laughs> I don't know if you remember. Tell me you don't never from... tell me. Go ahead and tell me you never heard of Jag. Come on. Know, or Reba. The, the last time we chatted, I uh, I mentioned that uh, I haven't owned a television in uh, my entire oh, adult life. Oh, my so. God. <laughs> I've seen, I saw this wrestling guy. at your stupid apartment in Philadelphia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's a lie. It's a damn oh, lie. That was, that was my roommate's television. That was Ben's. Yeah, it was only right. for wrestling, too. Oh, Dude, that is, I was That's just going to say the same thing. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> That's accurate. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so, uh, yeah. Uh, the ending. <laughs> You're gonna, the ending. The hands in the gloves, hilarious. They oh, show wonderful. that scene not once but twice. They actually cut. They show Columbo pull the hands out with the gloves. They cut over to what's a space. Yes. And then they come back, and he is still just holding his hands up. And then in almost a really surreal kind of Twin Peaks dreamy kind of thing, the camera suddenly cuts to way, way back looking yes. at the entire room of people, and they're all just frozen. But they're, yes. they're not. It's not a photo. <laughs> it's not a still frame. They are standing oh, there. Not moving or speaking. Oh, think it's, a, it's a callback to the uh, the television program where they left the camera on too long. Oh, oh. wait, wow, I didn't know. Geez. I thought I thought it was a still frame. It wasn't. I, I could be wrong. I just saw oh, it an hour. Oh goodness! But I, I could be wrong about. That. Well, you, you, saw, I, you saw an hour. I saw it like a twenty nine thirty hours ago. So I mean, it's you're probably, probably less than a second long, but too but long for people to not be reacting. <laughs> oh, interesting. Yeah, crazy. Wow. Checking out again. Crazy, crazy. Or I'm wrong. <laughs> oh, you might be wrong. Also fair. Well, things I like about that last scene too, where um, uh, Ross Martin thinks he's got it all fixed up with uh, Don Amici talking to his boys downtown about getting Columbo frozen out of the case. He's like, "Oh, you're not supposed to be here." And the one the one cop says, "Like, yeah, I don't care what you thought." <laughs> yeah, Which that I cop... thought was a nice. I like that guy. <laughs> I like that, that guy. Who got up. like a lot of personality and yes. has some backstory. Evidently, he's really he, tired of this ass. Was he in any other one of these? I'm trying to let, I me, don't let really me look because I I really liked him and I liked that character. Uh, let me think. You know what? It's not Captain Weiler, maybe. Yeah, that might be him. Yeah, it was Captain. Uh, filmography. Oh, he's on Blue Grant. He played a judge on Dukes of Hazard. Okay. Of course, of course. Yeah, who wouldn't? It was the seventies. Everyone, <laughs> it was like the uh, the, uh, the grease on Broadway oh, of television in the nineteen seventies. Actually, I remember the episode of Dukes of Hazard. He was. Oh my God! Up. No, you don't. No, God Duke, bless us, everyone. The Duke really, boys were in a whole mess of trouble this time. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, that's his only Columbo he ever did. <laughs> but yeah, he did a lot of lot of seventies stuff. He was on Vegas, One Day at a Time, Fantasy Island, Trapper John, Chips, The Girl, The Gold Watch, and Dynamite. Wait, what? Yeah. And Dynamite? Was that a sequel to it or something? I don't know. Um, he's still... Oh, he died in 82. That's why I stopped acting. Oh. That's a good reason. Um, you know, the, the more I think about it, I kind of want to know how uh, Don Amici being on this came about. Yeah, I was. I am curious about that also. Because, well, I don't know. I mean, was he still kind of a big name then? I don't know. Cause I, 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 I don't think he, he did was a, a lot of TV a movie back then. at that point, but... Let me see. Did he do a lot of television at that point? I'm he was doing. Right he did now. the Love Boat. 
Right. He did the he did Love Boat like four, maybe five times. He did Fantasy Island. Three episodes of Love Boat, seventy nine okay. to eighty four. That was like late seventies. Yeah, he was on Fantasy Island once. He was on Quin- oh, and, oh, he's on Quincy. Ellery and Queen. I'm, I'm taking a look at this. McLeod. You want to talk about movie stars. Between his appearances on Fantasy Island and Love Boat, he was in, of course, Trading Places. Well, yes, of course. Oh. And then right after that, Cocoon. So, yeah, he was still doing all He was, right. like, going back and forth. Okay. Yeah. You, you know who he was? John? What was that? He was a working actor. He was a working actor. He was a working actor. Bless, bless you him take for your rules. You take your rules where they come. You know, Medium I'm, I'm doesn't actually matter. shocked looking at this. He has a huge television uh, history. Yeah, he did a lot of TV. Oh. I uh, I knew he did a lot of showcase stuff, like a lot of theater stuff in the fifties. But right. no, he was on a lot of a lot of different oh. shows. That's pretty great. And you know what? Always uh, bring a touch of class to every one of them. Yeah, <laughs> bring that velvety Donamichi voice to every single hour long Friday night Sunday night program. He appeared Let's, uh, on the seventies. Raise our glasses. That's right, Donamichi. Thank you, Donamichi. Can I yeah, say, you guys, I, I've always thought it was weird. I listened to probably every episode of your show. It's so weird how you guys are very familiar with every character actor from everything ever. <laughs> you're, you're only a little bit older than me. Actually, you might be younger than me. I don't even know. But, well, uh, how, how, old, how, many years, how many years are you there? I, I will be 40 years old in a few months. I just turned 40 uh, this right. past April. Right. So, guys, so we're about neck and neck. And John's like a tiny... I'm 68. Of course. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> but, I remember the summer so. alone. <laughs> even so, I'm always amazed. I feel like, how? What were these guys watching when I, I was a kid? Like watching was, the Smurfs or whatever. You guys were watching. Uh, I was an no, I was an, Crest. I was an only child whose parents were angry at each other, so I watched a lot of TV. <laughs> Why are we a lot of indep- a lot of independent television, a lot of sitcoms, <laughs> a lot of reruns. I was, I was laughing at movies. that because I was preparing my answer, which turned out to be the same. <laughs> 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 no, I, I grew up uh, I spent my childhood in a really small town in, in upstate New York and we had a regional television channel that played literally like the craziest like in the 1970s and 1980s television shows that no child should have been interested in I, I used to watch the old Abbott and Costello show yep. uh, I used to watch Superman Hazel uh, Hazel uh, Jack to, Benny uh, show I, Ma- I Married Jack Joan Benny. yes yes yeah Definitely, I was watching all that stuff growing up. Yeah, what yeah. Was, uh, what was Betty White's old show called? Something, something Angel, something with the Angel. Yeah, I can't remember, but yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was on briefly. So yeah, you used Bob to watch Newhart all the old show. Shows. Yeah, and then my That's dad. True. I'll tell you this story too, because you know my father was German, and he didn't speak or read English when he came to America. Oh, so the way he taught himself is he read comic books and he listened to the radio and he watched tons of TV. And so when he and I would watch television together, he was just a machine with rattling off the actors and everything cool, because man. he'd spent literally hundreds of hours of his childhood just focusing on all of these characters, trying to learn how they talked. Jeez. So, yeah, well, I can't I couldn't even replicate it. But, yeah, any, he'd watch any show and he would just go boom, that one, boom, that one, boom, that one. If it was an aging actress, he would go, oh, yeah. I remember when she and then he would get really <laughs> gross and weird because he was a okay. dog. But... Nice. Yeah. That's yeah, how. I guess I was I was watching G.I. Joe or something when you guys were doing that. <laughs> but uh... your parents loved you. <laughs> I guess they probably did. Yeah. <laughs> I never really thought about it. It's kind of took it for granted, I guess. Gosh, no, I can make no. a call. Can you guys hold on? Uh, no sure, sure. No, yeah. well, I'll pause uh, the thing. I'll yeah. let this out. Uh, I, I do like on. your genuine laughter when I said that. Like, yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> fuck you guys. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. No, they weren't yeah. angry at me. They were. They were. They. You know, it was. You know, 
they like they liked me a lot, but I just I spent a lot of time watching old television, especially sure. at night. And stuff this like got that. really heavy, yeah, guys. I was just going to try to talk about. But no, it's it's the origin episode of <laughs> just one more thing. Twenty yeah, of these is, things in. Yeah, this yeah. is the Chris the Chris Nolan episode where it gets real oh, dark. Boy. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. No, thanks. Uh, that's okay. Yeah. I don't know. Do you guys want to talk about a Colombo episode, or you want to just actually now? I, I feel like I got to go watch an episode of Car Fifty Four. Hey, can I tell you guys, I have a, a note in my list of notes that I have no idea what it means. Go ahead, maybe we can figure it out. Let's try to figure it out. See if we can figure it's, it out. It's only the first two letters of a word. <laughs> okay, this might be difficult then, I guess. It's, it's, <laughs> this is a waste of time. It's the letters M-U, in, as together, in part of part of a word. I just stopped typing after M-U. M-U? My... I just... Yeah, music? I thought about it. Mm, yeah, mucilage. Yeah, yeah mucilage. Music. Interesting. I wonder if mucilage? it's mucilage. Mucilage. It's Muppets. It's Muppets. No. Mm, wait. No, I don't think it's Muppets. Okay, it's Muppets. Um, Mucklucks? How far is Is it towards uh, the beginning, uh, middle, or end of the episode? It's it's toward the end. It's actually my penultimate. <laughs> oh. Penultimate note. Uh, but I know oh, I... Murder? Oh, I yeah, do? man, it's probably it. Just like, That's oh, probably. wait, it's, wait, oh, hey, there was a murder in this episode. Hey, <laughs> fellas, did you catch the murder that happened around the, uh, the first few Just minutes. near the end, you're like, oh, oh, and there was a murder. No, <laughs> yeah. it's, it's right before my other note that just says hands, <laughs> which is <laughs> about wow. Columbo's hands coming out of his pockets with the gloves on. I've got, uh, got one uh, aphid advice. Yeah. Oh, that's about on par with the rest of that. <laughs> But M.U., M.U., is it murder? Is it Music is a good one. I didn't think about music. Oh, the music uh, I liked in this episode. Actually, I, I did recall. like the music in this. I don't Especially recall. Especially uh, towards the beginning with the murder. It's kind of, kind of strange and creepy, and yeah, I, I enjoyed the music in this one. I, I wrote something in the margins about the score for this episode being interesting. I don't even remember. So <laughs> I guess the M.U. wasn't music then, I suppose. Maybe, maybe not, maybe not. Is uh, it no? to the Marvel Cinematic Universe? <laughs> Maybe that I was it. So, yeah. Nah. Um, oh, oh, I, the the uh, one thing. Okay, so I, I was trying to like, think about like uh, typical uh, Columbo things in this recurring stuff. The car is in there. No dog. No Mrs. Columbo, as we established earlier. But there is a family member mentioned, probably fake, uh, with him renting the painting for an uncle, uh, quote unquote. Um, but also, it, it's Columbo uh, being very nice to the butler. Being nice to the service folks. Right. He's very nice to the butler. Um, the butler who gets... What was the thing they got in the will from the rich guy? 2000 bucks a year? Yeah, 2000 bucks a year. In shabby. 1971 money, what is That's... that? Like $3,000 a year? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe. I can <laughs> look that up. Hold on, Google. <laughs> yeah, yeah talk about yourselves. Let's see. I have, a, I have a note here about how much... Oh, I, I have two notes about Vic Tabak's uh, art studio. Yeah. Uh, one, yeah. One being that I like the pink cactus piece, if only the colors were bolder. <laughs> like, I would actually have that in my house. I like the pink Wait, cactus. Before or after the, the naked lady that he had? The naked lady seems really arbitrary. I don't like the naked lady. Oh, on the contrary. Well, sir. no, but I think, <laughs> I, I think she, he, I think he says something about how she was kind of a forced element onto him yeah. where he didn't want the, her uh, in there, too. The, the, per, the purchaser wanted the model on it. Sure. Just want a naked lady with a cactus. I don't understand. I never have heard of that happening where someone's like, I like this still life, but I would like a naked broad on it, too. Like, no, if, if I'm well, you honest, don't know art. Yeah, fair point. <laughs> um, but the other thing I have is, so this, this is only a note I made today because it's been hot in Seattle. And uh, in, the, in the scene in the studio, Vic Tabak 
has his his greasy, sweaty hair plastered to his head. He's got that enormous beard, and he's wearing this stripy tank top number that reveals his enormously hairy body, which is sure. kind of tragic. Doing that oh, Picasso boy. thing, yeah. And I noticed that that's how the hipsters are dressing in Seattle for the summer. <laughs> oh, dear. They're almost indistinguishable. I wow. had one of my coworkers came into work today. He's a really young guy. And he's he was dressed in flip flops, white cargo shorts, and a stripy tank top. I told him he looked like a 1920s baby uh, <laughs> who had gotten a job maintaining a lighthouse. <laughs> I also John, told you, him, yeah. he looked, you know, I live in Brooklyn, right? Yeah, yeah like home, uh, the other, the East Coast. Wait, is that Sea Punk? I don't know if that's Sea Punk or <laughs> no, not. No, no, I'm sorry. No, unfortunately, no. Sea Punk is less cool than that. Oh dear. <laughs> nope. Oh, oh, the, the, uh, the, the 2000, 2000 is? Yeah. yeah, it's uh, $12,000 in two, oh. 2014 dollars. Wow. So still, eh. Not, not impressive. Have, not great. Hopefully, if they own their own home, maybe that's okay. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. They seemed, I don't know. Seemed a little They're old. Crazy. They don't know the difference. Don't know. That's true. Yeah. Uh, going down my other notes, Columbo walking through a beaded curtain. Yes. <laughs> he had problems with that. I can't believe what a scene that was. That went on what a, a while. Yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, 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 next note, uh, Rudy Matthews, which is the name of the, uh, which is the name on the giant piece of paper that, uh, right. Kingston steals to wrap the, uh, the, uh, what are they? It's the not charcoal. The oh, pastel. oh they, yeah. Pastels. Pastels. Yeah. So he wraps it. So just like that name could not be more perfectly in the middle of this clearly torn sheet of paper, which is. Yeah. Middle. Yeah. Yeah. True. Yeah. Like, obviously, it? torn first, and then they wrote the name on it. Oh, what was the, thi- what was the thing uh, the Columbus says about the pastels? Pastels, like kids use or something like, like that? Use? It's like, no, <laughs> not like children use or something like that. <laughs> he, he says something like, no one used them like Degas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he's such a dick. Yeah, he's he really is. He's man. awful. He has the, let's, uh, yeah, actually, I want to talk about some of the, the other uh, allegedly clever things he says at the party at the beginning of oh, the episodes. Boy. He's talking about that mobile or mobile. I don't actually know how to pronounce it. Mobile? Mobile. Eh. Mobile? It's got to be a mobile. Go ahead. All right. Anyway, so he's talking about the mobile. A Calder machine. He has this line that he can't keep himself from laughing at where he says, really, uh, what's more important than what's uh, than the uh, than the structure itself is the relationship between the pieces. You could say that the relationship <laughs> between the pieces yeah. is uh, uh, where it's at. Yeah, he goes in circles on that. It's weird. Yeah. yeah. And, then and then everybody he laughs for a long time. Oh, it's way too long. It's 20 seconds of fake yeah. laughter. Oh, my God. It's, it's really like there should, be cre- there should be credits rolling over him laughing. <laughs> 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 I, see, I, I think that oh. kind of falls into his thing where he's just trying to be like, hey, I don't like these people. I'm just saying whatever junk yeah. they're eating it up yeah, because they're just, a bunch of sick I can't fans. imagine a scenario where you would really fake laugh for 20 seconds. You yeah. would have to be seriously invested in Oh, and the gag about how, oh, they draw all crazy, but then their names are written really clear. Yeah. <laughs> like, who, what oh, art oh, critic oh, would oh. complain <laughs> that the artist's yeah. signature is too clear? That's yeah, my favorite yeah, part. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's, yeah those, he's just not funny. <laughs> those jokes are weak. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget about the third one. There's a third one. He does three. Yeah, there is. Rule of three the, for comedy. And then, and then the wart one. Yes. Oh, that's I like the – I really was also hoping that that's his go-to gag, that every time <laughs> – Yeah. Well, in, in many ways, we're putting the cart before the horse. But, of course, if you take the C from cart, <laughs> you get heart. you're still left with art. And no one threw a horse better than Rembrandt. <laughs> 
No, John, I'm telling you, this episode is garbage. It really... <laughs> oh, no. Oh, dear. We're not even talking about the will, which is messed up. Oh, yeah, the yeah. will is a very straight... Well, what messed up how? Uh, okay, so... Let's say... Going back to the point where we know that Kingston was told about the changes to the will. Yes. And that's why he decided, okay, I've got to murder my uncle and, uh, and frame my aunt. So I but, get all the paintings so they don't go but, to the public. Yeah. Yeah, basically. But his, but his, his aunt is, is really flighty and easily manipulated. And so, like, just convince her not to. That's the easiest solution possible. I guess. Well, but the maybe, other thing about the well, will Yeah, is but that, how many times in Colombo has that happened where... You could say to the murderer, like, you didn't have to do this. You could have done something else, yeah, but then I, they don't do that. I mean, that happens a, good a lot in really, the show. He's wrapped up in himself, and he can't yes. see the Yeah, the yeah. Option. You figure this well, is the, the easiest way to do it. And the other one is just me picking nits, but I just, I don't think private collection or no private collection, the fact that he loans and leases out pieces of the collection <laughs> means, means to me that he doesn't personally own them. They're probably owned by a trust or a foundation on which he serves as a, as a primary chair. Oh, and that well, he's because a lot of times you go to a museum, you see like oh, it's 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 on loan from a certain yeah. I've seen that on loan from person. private collectors, but that's yeah. that'll still be like that'll be an incorporation of some sort. Oh, and he'll serve as a chair, and he'll pay himself from the uh, from the foundation. So I don't think he really could have just given the paintings away, especially not if it's a world famous collection that had been like thieves have been trying to get to forever. It's obviously got a cachet of respectability to it. So it probably would have been managed by a trust or a foundation, in which case uh, that I don't think you could have given the, the paintings away. And also... Well, that would have been that, a 90-minute uh, episode instead of a good hour point. and 15-minute episode. Well, the other thing, too, is that they say that the estate has no money in it. Right. But he was buying paintings. Yeah, I, th- I think he had so stopped he, at a certain point, though. But he must have had some income coming in, maybe Social Security. There must have been something. But I think he had stopped at a certain point. I think he was, like, yeah. getting old. He had his. I mean, to me, like, the sad thing was, like, uh, referring to uh, Aunt Edna as being, like, oh, the wife I shouldn't have divorced, which I thought Oof, was, like, oh, yeah. that was a sad thing. That, that was, was sad. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And there was, there was that, you could, I mean, and from the story you tell, there had been some kind of reconciliation, because she moved into a house down the hill from his mansion, Right to still not be that far yeah, away. Yeah, and she mentions like he had become less of a prick or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. and they had, <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, exactly, and that they had spent time together after running into each other, and that yeah. he was kind of regretting how things had been, and so that makes the murder even worse and sadder yeah. in a way. Yeah, that's it. Is interesting that everything we know about the victim, we're just told. We have no experience with this guy firsthand. It's really strange for a Columbo episode. Yeah, no, I think it's I think it's interesting, and maybe the, yeah, maybe this is the reason. Maybe that's why they didn't do that much again, if ever again. Yeah, because it was kind of odd that way. I don't know. I would say I am warming. That, I am oh. warming up a little bit to this. Oh. <laughs> Are you really? Because I'm going the I'm other way. This, uh, <laughs> this, this is a pile of shit. Uh, but it's, a, it's an episode that I felt uh, begins somewhat abruptly in that you don't even get a good look at the guy's face, you know, before he gets murdered. Right. And, and uh, it ends very abruptly as well with the silly, uh, the gloves coming out of the pockets. <laughs> yeah. Scene. It's a weirdly paced episode for sure. It's so slow in the beginning and then feels pretty rushed at the end, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I liked it. Let's go around. I guess we've kind of made our uh, either shifting or not shifting feelings known about it. Uh, so Manning... Yeah, I was just kidding. I still like it. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> Thank God. Thank goodness. Hi, Everback. 
can sleep well tonight. Uh, while his ghost is announcing what, John? Apparently he was the PA announcer on MASH. <laughs> yeah. The director he, of this episode. Yeah, well, he directed many episodes of MASH. Yeah, he was also the uh, PA dude. Which I guess he was the one in the film, too, I think, wasn't he? I don't know. No, I think it's it's a different It's a different guy in the film? Oh, yeah. Uh, let me see. Yeah, I think you're right. We oh, I drink so much of Quark. On IMDb as we do this. Quark, that show. Oh, that's our next podcast, isn't it? Yeah, the Quark podcast. The Quark podcast. Quarkcast. Good Lord. Now, yeah, I guess it was just a TV series. Um, yeah, he did that. Okay, so Manning, you, you still feel roughly the same way? Yeah, I think you, you, you may recall the last time I was on, I mentioned a, a list of about maybe four or five episodes that I really liked in the first um, 30, and this was one of them. So I still dig it. I enjoyed watching it two more times. Good. Uh, John, how do you feel about it now? I'm warming up a little. I still think there's there's huge issues with it, and I I doubt I could watch it again. That's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, you don't have to. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it three and a half. Mary Wicks going through her photo album, telling you about her <laughs> nephews. Okay. Out of twenty. <laughs> Out of an maybe fifty. Yeah. Out of an infinite number of Mary Wicks. You look up on typing Google up the how many script Mary for this Wicks episode. That is in 2014, Mary Wicks. Um, hold on. <laughs> uh, thirty. Oh, all right. No, wait. Thirty-two. Weird. Out of um, but yeah, I feel the same way. I I had fun watching it. I had fun watching um, Ross Martin just chew the heck out of things and just sweat and just have the uh, dragnet of Columbo just close it on him more and more and just make him more and more nervous. I thought that was very uh, fun to watch. And I thought there were there was a lot of really great uh, Peter Falk, which we didn't. That's a weird thing. We talked about a little. We didn't talk a lot about his performance in this episode or Columbo in this episode a little bit. But he, he like was he great. Was in real, he was a real secondary character in a way that he rarely is in his his own episodes. Well, I thought there were there was like some good detective solid detective Columbo work yeah. in this though. Yeah, but, but he doesn't he doesn't take the forefront as much as usual. No. And in fact, one of the things I was going to mention, this is a really silly thought, but I always have them back in my head. I watch these episodes, especially when I'm bored, through the lens of me pretending that Columbo is not actually a cop and uh, that his wife is dead. <laughs> and that sometimes, sometimes I like to imagine that he's a serial killer and he's just imagining all these things that are around him, talking to other people and stuff. Yeah, and what? Well, we'll, one, put, we'll, we'll put that with the uh, John making the Venn diagrams of how television yeah. characters smell. Sure, sure. That, yeah, all part of the same uh, archive of, of research that we And I'll, I'll continue to watch television programs like a normal human being. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let me know how that works out for you. Yeah, you got to do one uh, thing. Like probably that. not nearly as fun. Yeah, I'm guessing. Not. Wow. But, uh, RJ, so what's your what's your rating? I still like, enjoy it. I, oh, I don't what what I I usually do this bit. Um, I would say uh, eight out of ten lost cufflinks in the trunk. There we go. Oh man, we forgot to even mention the lost cuff. Well, people yeah. watch. Yeah, you've seen it. Hopefully, you folks see it. it I I recommend you see it, if only even to be a completist. It's there in the Netflix. It's there in the DVDs. Well, I think that we haven't convinced you with this podcast. Uh, <laughs> yes, right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you, Manning. Um, as always, uh, folks, if they want to see your work, see what you're doing online, where should they go to find those things? Well, like my main website is manningcurl.com, and then uh, that's like where most of my illustration and comics and stuff are. And then I also do a lot of writing and blogging at coolstuffinparis.com, my, my website about my life in Paris. Great. 
Uh, well, that, uh, thank you again uh, for being on the program. I might have you on. Another, might force you to watch a '90s one at some point. Oh God! Yeah, we got, we got, we got, we got like thirty, forty more of these to go. So yes, we will. Great. Definitely need need folks for yeah. that. Call um, agent. I will. What? That's the rabbit, right? That's right. <laughs> the rabbit named Agent, yeah. or whatever that is in French. Um, all right. Well, that's the show Agent. for this time Agent. around. Agent in French is Agent. Is it? Yeah, it, it oh. is. Yeah. yeah. I, wow. I can speak French. Who knew? <laughs> I just assumed I could. I had no idea. I do. Great. I don't know what the hell that was. Um, well, that's program for this time around. Thank you, everybody. Uh, if you want to listen to uh, other episodes of this podcast, you can go to jumtpodcast.com or go to the podcast section of iTunes or whichever podcast app you're on. I think we've been picked up on pretty much most of them. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, uh, where we do updo- updates about the show, uh, either the the promos or other things going on, uh, that's J O M T podcast on Twitter. Uh, Tumblr, we got one of those too. Uh, we post new episodes, but also John posts uh, great screen caps and his thoughts about the episodes and any other sort of uh, Columbo ephemera uh, we find around the internet. That's J O M T podcast dot com. Just remember. Uh, JMT Podcast, you can type that in before any sort of URL and we'll show up like some sort of yeah. weird a demon from a mirror after you say the name three times. JMT Podcast.askjeeves.com. JMT Podcast.pets.com. JMT Podcast. Friendster.com. JMT Podcast.geocities.com slash TV World slash 30561 slash JMT Podcast.html. Uh, you find us on any of those. And we'll be communities right- at AOL. Yes. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. We don't have an orchid, though. I refuse to go to those people because <laughs> I don't like the Brazilians. So, yeah, that's the show. They they, 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 they forget. Um, that's the show for this time. Uh, thank you for listening. I'm R.J. White. I'm John Morris. And uh, we'll be back next time. Thank you very much. Listen, just one more thing. So that the meaning of a mobile stems not only from its form, but the relationship between the pieces, which gives it its meaning. And I, I suppose the relationship between the pieces is really where it's at, isn't it? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>